This is Katie Prejean McGrady, and this is Ave Explores. My two-year-old um, bolted for the door, just took off, and, and Tommy and I ran off after her thinking, oh my gosh, she's going to run down the street, she's, she's making a break for it, but she'd stopped short right at the threshold of the door, and she just sat down, and she was staring out, and there were kids across the street jumping on their trampoline. So I, I sat down next to her, I said, Rose, what's, what's wrong, what's going on? And she said, I just want to see other people. And it broke my little heart, you know, my, my incredibly extroverted two-and-a-half-year-old who's been going to pre-K two classes four days a week since September has all of a sudden been stuck at home with just me and my husband. On occasion, of course, my sister has had to come by to pick up groceries, but we've socially distanced. We've put the groceries in the driveway. She's gotten them. She's waved at us. So not a whole lot of social interaction for the two-year-old there. I was really shocked to hear her say, I just want to see other people, that she could articulate that at just, you know, two and a half years old. I think maybe a lot of us are kind of feeling that way. We've been in quarantine, we've been in social distancing for four to five weeks now, and a lot of places, school has been canceled for the rest of the year, and while I think most of us knew that was coming, it's still, now we're putting a period to the end of the school year very abruptly, and, and that, that leads to some confusion and some sadness about there's no real goodbye, there's just kind of this, this open-ended completion of the year, not to mention the fact that we might be getting a little tired of seeing the same few folks over and over again, or maybe even eating the same few meals or watching the same few Disney movies. If I have to watch Frozen 2 one more time, I think I'm just going to break the television. See, right now in the midst of all of this quarantine pandemic stuff that we're facing, being with our families, which is of course an immense blessing, can also be somewhat challenging because we're only seeing each other. So I sat down with my, my good friend, Tommy Tai, a mental health professional living in Northern California, a dad of five sons, who was able to offer some insights um, and, and some wisdom about how we can thrive in this time with our families, especially as we're looking down the barrel of potentially another month of these social distancing, um, quarantine, shelter-in-place orders as school has been canceled as we're uncertain about the summer. Tommy's insights, I think, will help all of us not just love our families better, but, but maybe even serve our families better during these next few weeks of quarantine. So I hope you enjoy this conversation and our mental health reboot with Tommy Tai about thriving with our families during quarantine. Tommy, thanks so much for coming back on the show. Of course. Thank you for having me. Are you, uh, are you hiding in your minivan again? I'm in my minivan, which is now basically just a podcast recording studio, since we're not it. allowed to drive it anywhere, right? Exactly. So <laughs> just like Scott, who was on one of our other shows, Tommy, you are in Northern California. How are you That's doing correct. up there? We're hanging in there. You know, I um, still have to go to work because I work for a county mental health system, right? And so we're exempt from the shelter in place right now. Um, so I'm getting out of the house because for me, that's, that's crazy making. I, I'm not good at, it's like, even if I just go, for, I need to go for a walk. I need to go for a hike. Mm -hmm. I need to go to the store. I can't do this. And so yeah. God bless my wife because she's the opposite of me and she's able to do that. Yeah. Uh, something about marriage, right? It's like, as you, as you Dynamics. continue on in your marriage, you're like, wow, we're, 
we're so in love and we're so the opposite in the best ways that like keep this family functioning, right? But we're doing okay. The problem is we have an unusual storm here. So it's like every day during the shelter in place has been pouring rain, which just mm. makes you feel more trapped, you know? Yeah, it's apocalyptic. I mean, California doesn't get rain like that. It's, it's yeah, it's definitely God's like, let's do this. Yeah. You want having a good Lent, I'm going to force you to have a good Lent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My husband and I call it the Lentiest Lent that ever Lented. That's kind of My like- My gosh, our most definitely. Favorite. We will always remember this one, right? There's so many oh, forgettable yeah. Lents. Like the last 38 Lents I've had have been forgettable, but this yeah. one is going to stick. <laughs> this one, this one, it might be, and like, thank God somebody reminded me it was Friday on Twitter this morning. I was like, right? you know, exactly. I almost made bacon. I don't know what day it is. Exactly. I'm still wearing, you know, Christmas pajama <laughs> bottoms, like, you know, I like. It, a, I saw someone on Twitter share like, "What color sweatpants are you wearing right now? Gray, gray, or dark gray?" <laughs> yes, as long as the sweatpants have pockets, they are real pants, in my opinion. That's right. and you are allowed to wear them. Um, so, kind of on that vein of, you know, your wife is she can stay home, she can tolerate it. You're still going to work. I'm sure the traffic is much less crazy than. Oh, it's it's so scary though. It's it's yeah. like so bizarre. I know not not everybody's knows what it's really like in California. I know you do, Katie, because you're yeah, I do. Out with I've me been there miles away, and it took you like three hours or whatever yeah, exactly <laughs> there's like no one on the freeway and it's bizarre it feels like you shouldn't you shouldn't be there you kind of shouldn't I guess right yeah, it's, like, it's the walking dead yeah yeah but how are y'all balancing and maybe some words of encouragement for moms and dads that now find themselves working from home or new married couples who you know now all of a sudden you are together all the time or <laughs> um your kids who are trying to maybe find some routine but like mom and dad are now home all the time and this is weird like just just maybe offer some insight or some words of encouragement as a mental health professional as a dad um just just give us some wisdom yeah yeah so you know I, we were actually talking about this my wife and I on the phone yesterday just how stressed we are about this how anxious we are I mean this is like uh nothing like this has happened in our generation you know what mm. I mean like or our parents generation really it's like you have to go back to our grandparents to think about like the Great Depression or, yeah. you know, World War II when something kind of similar to this was going on. So I think that as my wife and I were talking about how anxious it makes us, because literally here, as I'm assuming everywhere, but here it's like, you know, more than once a day, there's like a dramatic change and update in the way we're supposed to be living our lives. Mm -hmm. And so we really, as the kids kind of got stressed out, you know, we just realized their life is so turned upside down it's like so unusual. And so it's so normal for kids, just like us adults, right? To need that routine, need that structure and need to know what's coming. And right now, none of us know what's coming. And that's yeah. so terrifying because I know like our kids look to us to be the ones who are like, everything's going to be okay. This is what's going to happen next, you know, and, and we don't really have that right now. So for our kids, that's really anxiety provoking. And then as a parent, I mean, you know, you're a, you're a parent, we wing most of the stuff, but like, yeah. it kind of feels comforting to help your kids feel stable, but like, we can't even really do that right now. Mm -hmm. um, so one thing that I found helpful is to like, live in that honesty with your kids. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I wouldn't say like, if you have a deep seated fear that something really bad is going to happen, right, you might not share that explicitly, but really to like, be like, this is un unheard of. This has never happened. Mommy and daddy are also kind of like, feeling uncomfortable and you know it's it's a really a great moment to say hey we're all having the same emotions let's let's work on this together mm -hmm. because then as like the future moves forward for them they're going to learn how to kind of respond and react hopefully not with something like this happening again but like in similar situations we all have anxiety provoking situations throughout our whole life and so as a parent rather than i, I think a parent instinct is to shelter our kids from our emotions 
But really, I think uh, within reason, the best thing is to share those emotions and share how you're working through it or else they'll have no guide for how to do it healthy when they grow up. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we, it's it's trying to find that through line between everything's normal, everything's fine when it's very clearly not. And I'm curled up in a ball on the bathroom floor, terrified that I'm going to die and my parents are going to die and my kid's going to grow up in an orphanage. I mean, that's not where I'm at with it. Right <laughs> no, now. I know. Um, but, but like, your mind can go down that road so fast. <laughs> very quickly. I've had to block certain news groups on Twitter sure. just because like enough of the articles about the symptoms was making me think I had it yes, or that I'm going right. to catch it. And, you know, I'm, I'm pregnant, so I'm, I'm a little more high risk anyway. So it's trying to, of course, trying to temper the information I'm bringing in so that I try to exude confidence and calm for a yeah. two and a half year old who, I mean, she clearly knows something's going on. Right. They can feel she it can so hurt. much. Yeah. The other day she asked me, why can't I go to school? And I tried to explain to her, well, you know, some people are really sick, so we have to stay home. And then she wanted to go see the sick people, which I was like, oh, bleeding oh, heart. Like, you want to go help yeah. the people? Absolutely not. You are staying inside. Um, Isn't that an interesting thing about being a parent where it's like, like your kids get the gospel message? and they understand it on such an intense level and then you as an adult have to be like right but yeah and it's like yeah. so it's well, so powerful was, to feel that from them and it, it's hard yeah. to kind of give them the parameters yeah trying trying to explain to kids too hey we're going to watch mass on tv and yeah you're in your living room and yes you're still in your pajamas but we are going to try to participate that was impossible like halfway through she just went and played with her train table and yeah. we just let her um i i think that's a great thing that you're saying though is that really that honesty does provide some peace and some comfort because they know that they're not being lied to, or they know that, okay, we're all in this uncertainty together. And right. in some sense, you know, maybe even they can help mom and dad or grandma and grandpa or aunt and uncle, whoever kids are around or with at this time, feel a little bit of that calm. Um, yeah, definitely. And I think one thing about kids is like, no matter what's going on, right, they always are able to have these moments of like pure joy and pure mm -hmm. happiness. And I think the trick for my wife and I, right, and, and all of us adults is to let ourselves enter into that happiness and joy when it comes, because it can be so uh, overwhelming to be like, okay, we need structure, we need a schedule, we need to do things in a perfect order, because we're homeschooling now and all this stuff. But those moments. And so sometimes like when your kids act funny and joyful, you're like, Hey, it's time to read. That's what we're doing right now. But it's, I got to encourage people to try to make an effort to enter into that joy when it comes, because that's where you're going to get that like relief from your anxiety when you just be with your kids and kind of like be kids with them, you know? Yeah. And it's so hard as an adult when you're stressed, but like really that's where you're going to find that peace. Yeah. I, we panic bought a bounce house um nice TV. smart move you know and I, <laughs> I had some gift cards we we were planning on putting up a swing set this summer and I was like you know what I'm not going to hand my husband a pile of lumber and make him build something right now we'll just get a bounce <laughs> house that we can blow up and deflate and put away um and I've had more fun jumping on it <laughs> I mean like she's loving it but we've kept it up and gone and bounced ourselves just because it's been so I don't know, it just gives you a moment to kind of escape staring at the screen or watching the press conferences or even just getting text messages yeah. from, from family about what's going on where they are. What right. can married couples do right now? I mean, it's, it's, there's, there's a joke out there that in nine months we're going to have a bunch of babies, which I think is a beautiful thing. But, <laughs> I mean, especially moms and dads juggling working from home or, or married couples who don't have children but, but are still trying to figure out this work-life balance. I saw a tweet yesterday that for the first time ever, I've learned that my husband is a, let's circle around on that guy's kind of person at work and that oh. they've never known that that's how their <laughs> husband was at work. And so what, what are some tips? Uh, yeah, for couples? sure. 
I can remember going to like uh, functions for my dad's work and like people would be like, what's it like having your dad for a dad? And I'm like, it's great. And they're like, Ooh, he's pretty strict. I'm like, no, he's not. And it's so funny how we're like working home personas are like that. Uh, Okay. So for, for married couples, I think, uh, you know, the most important thing is to try to be on the same page. Right. I know it's really, really hard, but it's like, give a little, like, I think sometimes the most of the time that we're not on the same page, it's because we're holding on to our own opinion so tightly and this is not the time for that because we don't know what to do. So let's like give a little to each other and try and find the middle grounds to like help get the house going. The other thing is, and my wife and I had to do this. It's like once the kids are asleep, instead of just like talking about what's going on with the virus, instead of just, you know, refreshing Twitter or watching news to see the latest updates, putting it away for like mm-hmm. a half an hour to an hour before bed and talking about something else. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife and I, when we can't get out on a date night very often, because it's hard to find someone to babysit for children. Uh, we have at home date nights. And like, even though it's not the same as getting out just the two of us, like the kids are asleep and we, you know, get some treat that we like to eat or some drink that we like to share together and just sit on the couch and talk. And you really need that kind of refresh. Yeah. Uh, usually you need it like once a week or every other week, but right now it's like, you need it every night. Because yeah, you probably need it every you're night. You're really hour. working hard to get through the day. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. Right. I mean, we've, yeah. we've been splitting up our, I work in the morning and Tommy's working in the afternoon. And then at four o'clock, usually when he would be getting home from work anyway, it's computers closed, it's family time, it's let's watch a movie, let's play outside, let's do things that that aren't out of the normal to try to establish some structure and routine. And for, for us, that's been, we always kind of try to do a happy hour around five o'clock and um, trying to maintain that while also in sweatpants and a t-shirt because we've been <laughs> all day, all, you know, at home all day is a little different, but it is providing some stability. I think that's a, a great idea to kind of turn off for a second here at the end just a few final words maybe of um, encouragement for everybody you know I I, more than just moms and dads are going to listen to this podcast for sure Um, but maybe what are some spiritual thoughts you might have at this particular moment and I'm sorry that's not a more clear question but no no that's so you know it's it's this is not the easiest moment for Catholics most Um, definitely most definitely have some thoughts on that Yeah, you know, something that's actually surprised me is praying as a family has really like kind of taken off. And I'll completely honest with you, this Lent has been a horrible Lent for me for praying. It's Mm -hmm. kind of like this weird thing where when the world starts crashing down around you, you either delve into prayer or you completely abandon it. And for me, for whatever reason, it's just like I'm like putting more focus into staying updated on this virus than praying. Mm. And that you feel that in your kind of in your soul, you know what I mean? Like in your heart, the things aren't working. So being able to like, take a moment to pray like we were picking easy like the divine mercy chaplet something you can do easy and it's fast and it's it's just brings you to like a sense of peace the other thing that i think people really can start working on in this moment is taking some time for like contemplative prayer which is something that we don't really do that often Mm -hmm. but just sitting closing your eyes being quiet letting like the spirit take you where it's going to take you or you know picking out a gospel passage or or picking out something in your life where you felt God and just trying to visualize it and be in that moment, I think is really helpful. For most of us, like the anxiety that's swirling is our mind getting out of the present moment and going down these scary paths, right? Mm-hmm. And so the biggest thing to do to, to combat that is to put yourself in the present moment. So if that means you know sitting quietly and trying to focus on the present moment or trying to pray and, and visualize something from your life where you felt God, or to go for a walk and, and try and like, you know, you can still walk around your house if you stay six feet away from people around the neighborhood <laughs> to try to look at nature and try and find the colors of the rainbow in order. Just these like little silly things, right? Like yeah. they help us get out of our mind, get out of that like swirling anxiety and focus on the present. And that can really bring us peace because it's like those, 
those negative thoughts that we're perseverating on that keep us like ramped up and anxious, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Roy said something earlier in an interview about, you know, we can't control a whole lot right now, but what, what can we control? We control what time we wake up. We control what we eat for breakfast. We can control what we're watching on the media. We can control the conversations we're having with people. Um, and that holding on to some aspects of control can kind of keep us rooted in the chaos. Most definitely. Yeah, we have to, that, that's like what you said about trying to keep those routines, even though we're in our sweatpants. It's like that, those little things like kind of help prompt our brain to slow down and think that things are okay. And it's for really sure. important. For yeah. sure. Well, Tom, Tommy, thanks so much for taking the time. I almost called you Tom, like I call my husband. Um, <laughs> thank you for hiding in your minivan for us. Um, and thank you for your continued work. I mean, I'm, I'm so grateful to hear that mental health facilities are still open in California for those folks that need them. Um, Most definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's a really uh, a blessing to kind of help people who are, who are coming in that still need help. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We'll be praying for y'all praying for your family. Um, and we'll, we'll see you on the other side of this. All right. Same to you. Good luck, everybody. You can follow Tommy, um, over on Instagram and Twitter. The links are down in our bio. He's, he's often got some great content there that not only will make you laugh, but will make you think. Um, and I think be helpful, uh, bring a, a little bit of mirth and levity to our days during the rest of this quarantine time. Side note, we did record that podcast during Lent. Of course, now we're well into Easter, but I think much of what he said about hopefulness and optimism and stability, of course, definitely still applies. You can listen to all of our Mental Health Reboot series um, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and it's all available on AveMariaPress.com. You can also tune in to our new series on art and architecture. We are in the midst of that series right now. The link is down in the show notes to sign up and get all of our excellent content. We've got another show coming up this week with Liz Lev, um, a professor and art historian living in Rome, talking a bit about some of the art that she loves to teach and she loves to see and she loves to pray with. So you can, of course, subscribe to this podcast to get all those updates and sign up so you can get all that content straight to your email inbox. As always, we'd be grateful for a rating and a review. This is the final episode of our Mental Health Reboot series. Um, We hope that it has been helpful for you. Please know that we are praying for you to stay healthy and to stay safe during this time, and that we hope for a a speedy and swift end to all of this, and that people um, will be able to survive and to thrive um, in the midst of all of this. Know of our prayers. God bless.